The schedule, the job, the kids. Take some time just for you. It's Sunday mornings with D. Daniels on B101.5, powered by Mary Washington Healthcare, one of DC's best hospitals that isn't in DC. It's in Fredericksburg, Mary Washington Hospital. Here for you. And now D. Daniels. Good Sunday morning and welcome to the show, the show that is all about you and your life and your world. Every single Sunday we are here and we are giving you updates on anything and everything. And of course, we always have fantastic guests on the show. And a big thanks to Mary Washington Healthcare, our sponsor of the Sunday morning show. Well, here we are with the COVID team back in effect. Ted Schubel is here alongside this week. And wow. Uh, what a difference a couple of weeks make. We have certainly come a long ways with the numbers, and we have come a long ways with a new call center in Virginia. Mm-hmm. Things are moving uh, as far as the vaccine goes. A lot of updates. A lot of updates, Dee, just because the last time we did this show, we were talking about it's going to be a long, dark, cold winter. And it's definitely a cold winter. Yes. But... Um, no, the numbers have are really have really started to flip. I think the last time we did this show, the numbers, the hospitalizations were really bumping around, getting close to a hundred, which everyone was freaking out, frankly, about yeah. that. The percent positivity was around twenty percent, and a lot of that because of the holiday spike. Yes, it was that totally. But but right now the hospitalizations are around thirty. the The percent positivity is around eleven percent, and just the other day the 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 new cases reported by the Rappahannock Area Health District sixty two. Wow. So and and at that time we were looking at some days almost four hundred new cases. So. Big, big changes. Right. And I think one of the ways that we can gauge uh, how it's going, sort of the temperature of the situation in Virginia, is through the governor's office. We really do um, Mm -hmm. get good updates there. And I've been very excited to see this uh, central registration site going on, the call center going on, which is just recently uh, opened and taking calls all day long, seven days a week, um, and having people staff that situation in case you want to, you know, talk to a real person, Mm -hmm. which is good. So the governor's office, they've they've really been on top of giving us weekly updates as to how this is going. I feel like they're feeling good about it. Oh, they are. And just the other day, the governor, he's, he's been having press conferences on this now, Seems like every other week is now kind of the the, the pattern, and they, they 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 roll something out. And just the other day, his press conference, he talked about uh, the numbers uh, are are looking good and going in the right direction. And because of that, we're going to start seeing some changes. Cases down, vaccinations up. As we develop a long term plan for how to get back to life as we knew it a year ago, remember. Our first case of COVID-19 was on March the 7th. We're almost at a year. I know that everyone has lots of questions. Will more people be able to come watch their kids play sports? I hear that every day. Yes, they will soon. Next week, sports start moving outdoors. So starting this Monday, we'll expand the number of spectators allowed at outdoor sport events up to 250, provided everyone maintains their social distancing. Next question. Will children be able to go to overnight summer camps? Yes, they will this summer. What about outdoor events? 
where we're moving on that as well. And we'll be working with stakeholders to move forward safely over time. But I need to be clear, the basic safety needs will stay in place for the foreseeable future. Wear a mask, wash your hands, maintain your social distance. This applies to people who have been vaccinated as well. We know that these measures work. As we look at all of the measures that are in place, we're going to take a deliberate, cautious, step-by-step approach. We will move thoughtfully and safely over time. I am pleased, however, to see that our school divisions are stepping up to the challenge I set for them two weeks ago. I asked our schools to move aggressively toward plans for how to have in-person learning options by March the 15th. At that time, if you remember, about a third of our school divisions lacked plans for in-person learning. That represents half a million students in Virginia. Today, that number is down to just three or four school divisions, and we're working with them on solutions. And that's the other big thing. Now, most schools in the area, everybody's back to some sort of virtual It's still only two days for most students, two days a week. But just about everybody is now back, and that's starting. And and you are starting to even hear some school divisions talking about it. And there's some are in the state who are are doing even three days and four days. Yeah. So there are are some changes. Yeah, things are happening. Fairfax, Loudoun County, I believe March 1st, they were going to start, you know, going in this uh, more students in the classroom direction. And March 16th for the rest of the schools, I think. You know, it's a it's a big deal, and obviously there needs to be a, a big plan in effect to handle all of it. What I thought was very interesting uh, is that the as far as the numbers go, when you when you think about the population of Virginia, which is about eight and a half million, um, and you think about where we are with the number of vaccines right now, the last check was one and a half million doses of the vaccine have been administered across the state. Now that's just the first dose yes so that's not fully vaccinated so i think when you see these numbers you have to remember that's not both doses of the shot you know that's Mm -hmm. just one and i think a lot of people are thinking oh we're you know we're one and a half million this that's fantastic remember those people a lot of those people still have to get their second shot yeah yeah it's what it's about a month later i think you you get the you get the second shot but it's all it's all going in in, in the fact that uh, i i know the state would like to have more doses the, the 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 number of doses is the is the is the big issue but the, the the fact also that this past week it started where a lot of pharmacies they're getting doses directly from the federal government outside of what the state's getting. And so, you know, the CVSs, the Walgreens, Walgreens yeah. and th- those th- those kind of places are have been starting to, uh, to, to, to vaccinate. So it's coming together. It is. And I think that's another question a lot of people have had. When is that going to happen? Like, when can you walk into a CVS and get a shot? When can you walk into a Walgreens and get a shot? I, I think that rollout is currently happening. Yeah, yeah. I, it, so some places, yes. it is happening. Yeah, but right, it's it's all different, and, and, and every, everybody has a different. And right now, right now, like like you and me can't get it right now, mm-hmm. and, and and there's that issue because there are there are the there, everybody is. Everybody, the, the the pharmacies may be able to do it along with uh, the the Mary Washington hospitals and the and the Rappahannock area health district, but you got to fall into the 
you you got to fall into you know being a teacher or a healthcare worker or over sixty five or you know underlying conditions those kind of things. So um, I want to talk a little bit more about the uh, call center and and that sort of thing too. But I also want to mention something I don't think all of us were expecting: the weather has really held up. Yeah, the delivery of the shots in a lot of places. I mean, across the country, obviously, but, you know, speaking of Virginia, D.C., Maryland, uh, I know that big mass vaccination center in Maryland at Six Flags um, had to put everything on hold for a minute. And with the weather we had last week, we we even saw everything around here shut down, postpone the shots. It was either that or the other problem is some of the vaccine was held up Mm -hmm. uh, being being able to be shipped here. So it's it's kind of two things. They had to they had to cancel because of road conditions. I know I th- I, I know in, in in some areas like today they're going to be shots. People got people have rescheduled. I have seen some some people that I know uh, posted on Facebook that they had gotten a call and they were rescheduled. And today this afternoon we're going to get a shot or this morning. So. There really are all those kind of uh, there's there's a lot of rescheduling now or waiting for vaccine that got that got held up some of the some vaccine that was coming I think from Maryland got held up to to come into the state so yeah, yeah. it's been a mess it has been and I think that um, uh, the Virginia Department of Health when they were talking about uh, uh, the locations getting deliveries they said on Friday 106,000 vaccine doses will be delayed. I mean, you think about that big of yeah. it's not like it's just one box you yes. know, that's getting delayed. Yeah, it's like a truckload. It's it's you know a thousand at a time. Yeah. that's getting delayed because they were coming from like the Midwest or mm-hmm. you know somewhere else where again they're dealing with a weather you know even worse than we are. Yeah. So I mean that's something to remember if your uh, appointment has been moved. I think it's good news that they're calling you back, you know, or they're reaching back out to you via email or they're saying, mm-hmm. hey, go on the health district Facebook or go on the website, you know, be active about saying if it got missed because of weather, we're going to get back well, to well, it. Well, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll reschedule. But it is. It's it's the, the, the weather this week. We, I think we all this past week, we all were looking at, at, at you know, just trying to to deal with it but this was another aspect to it that uh, it, it really changed a lot of a lot of people's plans so if if this maybe you were going to get it this week you may not be able to get it this this coming week because of uh, because of rescheduling or delay so just hang in there yeah that, that's that is definitely the word hang in there ted schubel is with me on the sunday show this week and of course we uh we have a big thanks to mary washington healthcare for so many things uh, including being a sponsor here on this show uh, mary washington healthcare they've done such a great job of helping people to understand the vaccine of uh you know what the first shot entails what the second shot mm-hmm. entails a lot of people have been reporting feeling some side effects from the second shot um on their website q a fantastic q a yeah. it's a great resource uh mwhc.com to be able to go there and sort of get an idea of what it actually feels like to get a shot and you know what you're going to experience going in and coming out and for the second shot and that sort of thing it is it's uh it's it, it's scary for for a lot of people and the, the, because of the side effects and i know a lot of people it it varies for a lot of people and you you mentioned about mary washington Healthcare and uh and, and getting the word out um dr chris newman with uh, mary washington Healthcare on one of their uh 
town halls recently talked about uh, that he had side effects from from the vaccine to persuade people to not get the vaccine. I, I think I can't stress enough how important it is for all of us to get the vaccine eventually, even low-risk individuals. Uh, it is our only way out of this pandemic, and we all want to be out of this for various uh, um, reasons, selfish or otherwise. Um, I, I will say that I personally did have a more significant reaction to the second dose, and it did surprise me a bit. And we've been giving enough of it now and in, in talking to our, you know, our associates here within the health system and others to kind of get a feeling of how often it's happening and, and what to expect. Uh, it is true that the second dose in you know, a, a small subgroup uh, of individuals can cause uh, flu-like symptoms, fever, chills, uh, fatigue. that can be significant, uh, almost like the flu, and last for uh, anywhere from hours to a, a day or two after the second dose. So that, that is possible. It appears to be more common in those under the age of 50, uh, so because you have a more uh, robust immune response uh, that you create. And what you're really feeling, it's not making you sick. It's your immune uh, response revving up, and, that, and that's what causes the fever, the aches, and, and some of those kind of uh, situations. Uh, the vast majority of people don't have uh, significant symptoms, so I just want to put that out there. And the small set, subset who do, it, it's just... Uh, fluids, uh, ibuprofen, uh, Tylenol, uh, some of those kind of things, and, and you will be fine. Uh, you know, I, I personally, I, I felt pretty lousy for a day after I got the vaccine, and then I was back to normal. Uh, and better, and better I, than getting COVID. Better than right. getting COVID. Yeah. It's better than having a significant risk of being very, very sick or even possibly dying from COVID. Yeah. Right? So uh, let's keep it all in perspective here. It's just your body's immune system responding to the vaccine and creating the protection that you need to keep you from getting very sick. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, These side effects aren't going to kill you. COVID could kill you. And uh, a a significant amount of even younger people have ended up in our hospital very, very ill with COVID. It's it's not worth it. Uh, And even those that have that you know, I'm not going to get that sick. You could be spreading to others and and uh, harming others. It really is not worth it. We need everybody to get vaccinated. As more and more people do get vaccinated and get that second shot, you do hear about a lot of side effects. And it does seem to last for some people. It's been a couple of days. But what a great perspective. Uh, better yeah. than COVID. Better than COVID. Yes. Better than the risk of how your body's going to deal with COVID. Um, to feel lousy for a day. Absolutely. You know, and to take, you know, ibuprofen and Tylenol and more fluids and get through that. I yep. mean, you're absolutely right. Um, really great information for Mary Washington Healthcare. Of course, the website MWHC.com. I would invite you to go there and learn more about uh, the shot and, of course, uh, some of these uh, symptoms that you might feel, the side effects afterwards. But really, really great information if you want to sort of get educated on uh, what's going on over there, as well as how you're you're going to feel uh, when it comes for getting the vaccine for you and your family. We're going to continue with the COVID update, Ted Schubel, and of course, uh, we'll be here to talk a little bit more about, I want to talk about the call center. I want to talk about uh, how that works and the number of shots.
shots happening per day. And then something really cool that's happening uh, from VCU. Some really good news coming out of VCU and how they're helping with all of this vaccine rollout as well. We'll do that coming up after the break. The journey to pregnancy is different for everyone. Whether your journey to motherhood is a breeze or requires advanced treatment options, Mary Washington Healthcare delivers personalized care for you and your baby with our obstetrics and gynecologic and maternal fetal medicine practices. Our partnership with Children's National Hospital and specialty certified staff in the region's only level three NICU means we are equipped to care for even the smallest miracle. Learn more at mybaby.mwhc.com. Now back to Sunday mornings with D. Daniels on B101.5. Good Sunday morning. Welcome back to the Sunday show. Ted Schubel is here as we're doing another COVID update, letting you know what's going on in the area and, of course, in the region, in the states, not only uh, in Virginia, but also in uh, Maryland and D.C. There's just been so many, so many pieces of good news, I think, with uh, yes. the COVID vaccine rollout. Um, I, I feel like even from the governor's office, Governor Northam said that the number of Virginia residents getting vaccinated, that is consistently going up, mm-hmm. um, that on average, they were doing about 34,000 shots a day. The goal is 50,000. The problem is getting enough of the shots. Right. I think, yeah, the infrastructure is in place to do that now, but it's it's a supply and demand kind of thing. But you're right. Yeah, it uh, it it is it is, is is definitely looking better. And the, when you look at the graphs, especially the um, the number of cases shows there's been a huge drop and the deaths that has taken uh, when you when you see when you go to the state department of health website the covid website and and look at the graphs it show just the the how deaths had really gone up 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 in uh, in, in january um early part of the month and it has really dropped yeah and i feel like that's such a good indication because yeah. now that we're out of the holiday spike um, mm-hmm. I feel like we can start to look at these numbers and trust that maybe they're going to keep going in that direction. And as it gets warmer, too, yeah. people start being out a little more. Right. Which, again, good news all the way around, no doubt about it. I, I thought something very interesting, you know, talking about the supply and demand problem of, you know, we have the availability. We have the people who want to do it. We have, you know, the, the healthcare officials who are ready to give the shot. We don't have enough shots. That's, you know, that's the issue. I thought what was very interesting is they're doing something really cool in, uh, in, at VCU. They have something called a VCU vaccine core. I had no idea that even existed until I read about it, but they've trained over 250 healthcare professionals uh, from VCU students who are in the healthcare field to be able to vaccinate people. And that's wonderful. The great news. I, again, I think it's like you have all of these people ready to help. Mm-hmm. We heard the the thing from the governor's office about a, a dentist in Virginia, maybe soon being able to uh, vaccinate people and help in that regard. And medical students, right? It is just about having enough shots right now. Yeah, yeah. So oh. people are ready. It is, and it's interesting you 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 bring that up, D, because part of this this whole with with the and and I think the. The, the one number for the hotline is going to is is definitely going to be a help in yeah. all of this and, and this this coming week will be the first time we've had it in operation for a full week and hopefully the weather will be better in in, in being able to pull things together but it is it's it's difficult for a lot of people and especially the elderly 
to figure out, especially if you don't have access to the internet or email or things like that, how it all works. This is same thing with VCU. Stafford County is doing has, has been talking about ways to help people and, uh, and and walk them through this. And this this past week at the board of supervisors meeting, county administrator Fred Presley told the, the board members about how the county is working on a number of levels to get their people involved to help train people to how to get signed up and, and, and how to figure this all out. The first priority was that people were just confused, uh, particularly our um, our older population. They, they'd go up, they'd sign up, they wouldn't get any notification back that they were signed up. They didn't understand it was a waiting list. They thought they were signing up to get an appointment and they never received anything back. So what we tried to do, um, Mr. Miowski suggested that he has to send out this mailing anyway for the exonerations for the seniors. So maybe that's an opportunity to put something in there and say, hey, this is the situation. If you called, if you, if you called into this number, you are signed up. You don't have to worry about it. This is the situation. We also wanted to stress to them that it's really a supply and demand issue right now more than anything else, that the reason they haven't received a call back to schedule appointment is because that supply simply is not there yet. We have to deal with the... 1A and 1B group first, and then as we get to the 1C, um, we'll have more availability of the vaccines. Um, to Mr. Cohen's point, the, the second part of that is trying to reach out to some of those other populations, um, those without Internet service, those um, in, in the uh, less economically advantaged areas that might not have the resources to you know, get up on the websites and do all these things. We wanted to make sure that we were working with VDH to make sure that we're getting the word out to everybody. And um, the next part of that is if they are not able to get to a vaccination pod um, when the vaccinations do become available, what can we do? We're starting to have those conversations to get people to where they need to get to. When the vaccinations become readily available, we're looking at um, areas that we can do a mass vaccination site in the county. And I will note that the steps the state has taken this week are huge leaps of where we were just a couple of weeks ago. And we're hopeful that with these new systems in place, that a lot of the anxiety will decrease over all this vaccination um, issues. But we're doing everything we can. We've been consistent offering our assistance to VDH. They've taken it on some. You know, the chief has a number of um, EMS folks that have gone up and got their certification to give the vaccinations. You'll see them over there at the community center for the pods, and they're, that, that's who stuck me. I got one from one of our EMS folks. And, um, and we have many others on the volunteer side that now are able to do it because we signed a new MOU with, with RAD that enables us to do that. But So we've been working with them on a regular basis. It's a huge um, task for our uh, regional health district here to, to deal with. So I just want everybody to understand that, that we have to be patient um, because they only get what they get from the state, and the state only gets what they get from the federal government. So it's a real challenge, but we're hopeful that in the coming weeks that we're going to see a huge increase in the number of vaccinations. Stafford County Administrator Fred Presley, and I thought that was just fascinating that Stafford has, is, is really looking at all kinds of ways to try to get everybody vaccinated as quickly as they can. Yeah, and I feel like that's also a good uh, a good uh, reminder to say, hey, 
this is the situation. We all have have these new systems we're trying to set up and trying to you know put into place, but we have to get approval. Yeah, there to, there's a process. Mm-hmm. You know, it can't just be somebody puts a sign out uh, at a building. You know, at at you know firefighter or uh, firehouse whatever building, and it says COVID vaccines today. You know, it it's not as easy as that. They mm-hmm. have to get approval through the county. They have to get approval through the state, and a lot of this it's starting to now work a little bit quicker i think but at the same time you have to remember that there's a lot of paperwork a lot of red tape there is and the other thing glad you brought that up i hadn't i had forgotten about this i wanted to mention this is people like the better business bureau of central virginia have talked about scams and there's no cost for a covid vaccine and if you were to get a call and there have been there have been cases in the state of people getting calls of saying hey you know, for fifty dollars, we can get you on that list, mm. or we can, you know, we can move you up in the line for for a fee. No, there is no cost for this. That is a scam. There, there are scams, and unfortunately, these kind of situations that happens. Yeah, and I think that's why it's so important to be helping out your neighbor who does not have the internet access or who does not know how to navigate the portals. And right, that's so important. If you know of somebody, yes. an elderly person especially, be sure to do that. Mary Washington Healthcare. If, if you and if you have time on your hands and, and want to volunteer. At, uh, at at some of these sites, uh, you can uh, volunteer through Mary Washington Healthcare. They they have openings for volunteers to get people in and out uh, every day from like nine to nine, something like that. It's 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 a, it's a wide open area where they have they have openings. Just contact them and they'll give you a little training and uh, get you up and running where you you can volunteer and and help out in in, in their case over at the Fix Center. Um, one of the new systems that he was talking about uh, just a moment ago is the call center and also the pre-registration website. Um, now, that the pre-registration website is through the Virginia Department of Health, correct? No, everything now is, uh, is through that, that, that state number. The, everything? Everything. Oh, okay. You don't do anything locally anymore. Okay. Um, which I think that they were – I think health departments – around the state were happy that that happened um it all goes to that one number now through the state and that's 877-VAX-NVA yes which is I-N-V-A yes so it's 877-VAX-I-N-V-A which if you look at it if you write it down it's 877-VAX-NVA mm-hmm. so that's sort of how you can yeah. remember it um so they're taking calls on that seven days a week between 8 a.m and 8 p.m i feel like that's one of the the things to try to remember because a lot of people have been going to the virginia department of health website to get a lot of information and see the vaccine locations yes and so now they're trying to streamline everything all to one number because yeah they they had changed it and again this has gone through i think the last time we did this show we were talking about you sign you could either sign up at that time you could sign up through mary washington Healthcare or the state health department then they migrated it all to every you know you would do it to your local health department now it's all that one state site so when it comes time to sign up you go to that that uh that vax number okay that's yeah that's the thing to do and i like that the governor even mentioned um for those of you who like to talk to someone and you know actually speak to a person Mm -hmm. he was like i like to do that so you know i feel like that's important that would be something i'm thinking about 
my grandmother getting vaccinated. Right. That would be something that would be easier for her mm-hmm. uh, to be able to speak to someone on the phone and say, okay, when can I do this? And I think they'll give you all the information. They will. So, yes. So, you know, not knowing how to navigate it, don't let that be something that keeps you from calling to try to figure it out because they'll help. And the big thing is because that because that that particular number went into effect just this past Tuesday, they're still moving all the numbers over from from all the local health departments. So you, if if you go online and don't see your name as if for, for registering. The, the big things, they don't want you to register a second time. Just wait. Give, give it a few more days and you should see it because they're, they're having to move all those numbers that were signed up locally to the state number. And it just takes some time. Right. Exactly. Um, and the last I, I saw, I mean, they've got hundreds of people staffing this. Yeah, a lot of people. Like 750 people or so staffing this uh, phone number and, and centralized website. And in languages, different languages, right. too. They've, all, they've also had, if, if, if you have a, have, need to have a certain language to speak in, there'll be somebody there to speak to you. Um, so as we are continuing to see major progress, obviously, in, in the state uh, regarding the numbers, and we're seeing hospitalizations take a major dip. We're seeing vaccine numbers go up, which is fantastic. Um, I think one of the things that people were concerned about, and the governor addressed this, is as we see all of these positive numbers as far as like the, the, the positive news come in about the coronavirus, what does that mean for restrictions in the state? Will the restrictions be lifted? Can we go out sooner? Can we be around people, more people at one time? What does it mean for that? If there's more people vaccinated, isn't it safer and uh, isn't it time to lift some of these mitigation measures? And, and I think the key that people need to kind of look at down the road is, is what we call herd immunity. And just the fact that we've vaccinated a little bit over 10 percent, 12 percent of our, our population, those people that have been vaccinated are safe now, we believe, from uh, if they uh, acquire COVID-19, they're not going to get sick from it. But that doesn't mean that they can't continue to spread it. And that's where the challenge is. And so what we're really looking at, uh, and I think part of your question was what, what measures, what data do we follow um, to, to make these determinations as to when we can uh, ease some of these measures. It's, it's really community spread and, and what the percent positivity, how many cases per 100,000 we're seeing uh, in different communities, and we're not there yet. Um, as you know, our positivity rate is around 10%. It's coming down. The number of hospitalizations are coming down. Uh, all this is good. Vaccinations are going up. But until we get to herd immunity, People will need to continue to follow these measures of of wearing their mask, uh, of social distancing, keeping their hands washed. That's when we can finally put this pandemic in the rearview mirror. If you look at the the numbers of cases, it it looked like the Empire State Building, that big mound and then a tower coming out of the top. We don't want to go back there. Uh, And so that's why we're going to do this uh, following the data and and doing it as, as carefully as we can. 
can I get an amen? We don't want to go back there. <laughs> no, we don't want to go again. back there. No, we're good. I, I was just thinking when he, when he said that about when you think of you and I every month or so doing these shows of just how the the tone in our voices has changed. Oh, absolutely. There. I think about the Mary Washington Healthcare Town Halls and the last one that they did. Don't the bre- looks on their faces. Don't breathe anyone else's air. Yes. And all of that. And it just... I. I know we've we've all been reaching. Remember, I remember last summer when Doctor Stern, at that time, who was our health district director, talked about you know him seeing a little bit of, of a little bit of blue sky on the horizon, and we just jumped all over that, yes. and we're just jumping up and down. Yeah. And but but now it it really is. We've got really like facts are showing that the things have certainly improved. But we still have to continue to do all those things. Yes, we do. Like at the end of this show, I can't come and hug you. No, even though we want to, because <laughs> we are starting to feel better about it. Uh, yeah, which, which is good. So, but we still have to take the steps. We still have to wear a mask. Yeah. And of course, the CDC, you know, came out recently and said, uh, make sure it is a snug fitting mask. One way to make sure it's snug fitting, uh, you could wear the uh, cloth or mm-hmm. the paper mask, um, the surgical mask or whatever, and then a cloth mask over top of that. That would help. Uh, uh, these things would help as we're I, th- I think we're on the home stretch. I do, um, too. So these things will help. Let's let's run to the finish line. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. kind of thing. And let's not again, you know, you know, jumping the gun and doing things too soon. We don't want to do that. Exactly. 877-V-A-X-I-N-V-A. That is the uh, phone number for the uh, call center. And of course, as uh, things get streamlined there for uh, for the state, we really hope that um, people will be able to, to make use of that. And all of the officials are saying, you know, it, it's going to take a minute, but things are going to start to come in line a little bit quicker here in the next i would say in the next few weeks even we're gonna, oh i think so we're gonna see things you know really start to pick up the pace with the with the vaccine rollout so uh mary washington healthcare big thanks to them and of course mwhc.com is their website and uh make sure you pass this information along to someone else a neighbor uh an elderly uh family member or friend this is very important information for them to have as we help each other learn how to navigate all of this and you can always stay up to date on our website b1015.com with info to go and our Facebook and our YouTube at B1015FM. Your emails are always welcome. If you have questions or comments about today's show or an idea for a future program, email D, that's D-E-E, at B1015.com. Sunday Mornings with D is powered by Mary Washington Healthcare, one of D.C.'s best hospitals that isn't in D.C. It's in Fredericksburg, Mary Washington Hospital, here. For you, the thoughts, comments, statements, and opinions of the host and guest are their own, and not necessarily those of Centennial Broadcasting, B101.5, or Station Management. Thanks for listening to Sunday Mornings with D. Daniels on B101.5.